On September 25th, 2011, a young child was found wandering down the road near a cemetery on Stips Hill Road in Laurel, Indiana. When police arrived, the four-year-old girl told police that her family was dead and said, Mommy is shot and Grandpa and Grandma. Later that day, police arrived at a horrific scene at a trailer located a little further down the same road. Ghosties, I'm Ryan, and I've hijacked this podcast. This is Ghost Tea, and I'm taking you on a journey to a tiny little town in Indiana called Laurel. Hi, guys. Hi. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little bit different today. Yes. We have friend of the pod, Ryan. Yes. Long time um, listener since the beginning. Yes. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Hi. Hi. I feel like that intro was hectic. No, no it was you perfect. did good. You did amazing. Until we listened back to it and we're like, no, Whoa, well, no. we can't do that on this iPad, on this computer, because apparently it doesn't want to work. Yeah, it's weird. But I wanted to ask, do you believe in ghosts and uh, cryptids and stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you really? Uh, yeah. So uh, I'm gonna take this real. Uh, I lost my sister a long time ago. Every time you talk about um, this, Ryan, it hurts. And whenever I say that, people are like. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. But I'm like, no, she's haunting me. No, she's <laughs> she <laughs> she never left. Here. She's still <laughs> there. Was, <laughs> there was one day, seriously, I had three toys for my daughter that belonged to my sister. Mm-hmm. They've never had new batteries in them. Mm-hmm. And she passed away in 2002. Mm-hmm. So, like, 20 years ago. Right. And I was, like, up in the middle of the night, the witching hour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and all three of them chimed at the same time. What? And wow. it was just her three toys. What? And it was, like, freaking me out. And my daughter um, told me, like, she can identify her picture. And was like, oh, that's Aunt Erin. And, like, I didn't really ever talk to her about it. And I'm like, okay. That's crazy. You know what? Kids' toys really freak me out. So I used to, well, I still work in daycare. But in Australia, I also worked at a daycare. And I was in the baby room vacuuming one day. Like, one of those industrial-sized vacuums. Like, the metal, the big round. We have those at work, yeah. Like, cylindrical face. And one of the toys started working. I was like, mm, okay, we're just going to... Like, I didn't bump it or anything, because sometimes they're, like, motion, yeah. like, whatever. Mm. So I'm just like, hmm, it started humming, and then the vacuum, like, thing snapped in half. <gasps> and it was metal. Like, it wasn't like I just pushed the plastic too so hard. strong baby goes. So I was like... <laughs> Baby <laughs> told my boss I'm not cleaning in there alone and ever again. I'm oh my gosh, that's alone. crazy. I called my mom after all that happened yeah. and she was like, We'll send her home. And I'm like, that, <laughs> That's not how it works. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Go what, home. What cryptid is your favorite? <clears throat> what cryptid? Um I don't know that I can say that I have a favorite because like I believe in them, but mm-hmm. I'm not like I don't study them. Bigfoot. You know? Bigfoot's so, the best. But like <laughs> Bigfoot. Like, who's your favorite cryptid and why is it Bigfoot? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a blanket. I just found my blanket of Bigfoot and I couldn't find it forever and I'm so happy. I'm like, unless you could give me solid evidence that they're not real, yeah. I'm inclined to believe that they're real. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no until I know yeah. for sure that it's no. Yeah. Yeah. See, 
cryptids are more iffy for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, like with aliens, right? Like, mm-hmm. I believe that there is some form of something out there in the universe. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, As probably you would like, say, why would we be the anomaly? Right, exactly. <laughs> but it's like... Yes. It's what probably just philosopher. like a bacteria or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really know. I want to believe in little green whatevers. I don't. But I'm like... We don't even know what form they take. Yeah. Right. Hopefully so it's like, not green. I believe in aliens. I don't necessarily believe in, like, super tall skinny things with yes. three fingers or and like giant eyes. Stop and, it. You yes. know, like, stop yeah. it. Because, um, like, the Jersey Devil... We were listening to a podcast episode of Screw Appalachia High. I really love you. Talk, like, be from my friend. Um, <laughs> we were listening to the Jersey Devil episode. And it was like, yeah, they claim that the people are lured onto these tracks and then they're hit by trains because they're like too far. Like it's, they can't move until it's too late. And I'm like, yeah, I think if I had a train trying to stop like barreling towards me, I too would be frozen with fright. Like so, not me. I would fling myself off those tracks. So I have fast. no idea what like I would do. Kind of flight. I feel like you would pause for a second and then you would take action and run. Or I, I like would just like you. lay flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, is does this take work? me? <laughs> or is this just in movies? <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh no, I think that's just in movies now. Oh, oh my god, for sure. Yeah, but that's yeah, crazy. I don't know cryptids you, and all the things. I don't. I I believe in. I feel like there's an island out there that has just, like, dinosaurs on it and stuff that we just haven't found yet. <laughs> I, I believe, because I love dinosaurs. I also, too, think, like... <laughs> so, like, going back to your cryptid episode, when you mm. were talking about the... Like, the alien guy with the spade hood or whatever, mm. it's, like... Braxy. Some of them, like, Bigfoot, I can totally make a case for Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. Some of them, so it's, like, is the belief on cryptids just so washed out because everybody wants... To see one and make one up and yeah you know they're right they, every know. state needs like wants to have their and and pretty soon towards the end of the year i'm going to be starting a series on each state's like main well some of them have to change because kayla's got like dibs on bigfoot and mothman yes. and they're like three of the yes. main ones and we've already done you Squonk. need to get permission from the tiktok girl with the mothman song Oh, oh yeah to play that yeah true <laughs> yes that'll be our but time. so some of them will be changed but yeah. i'm going to do one cryptid or like legend i guess mm-hmm. from each state yeah so it's like i'm sure September. that some cryptids have right you know enough yeah. evidence like bigfoot yeah okay i get it braxy sorry west virginia but... do you believe in your little blob guy <laughs> that you love so much no i know he's not real i know squonk's not real he's... i love him he's oh, adorable he's that's right i still to hear squonk and think skunk ape. Mm. I don't know why. My squonk. brain goes immediately. That was one of our episodes uh, the, with the cryptid episode. No, I know, but I was just trying to think of what I think of mm. when I hear that. <laughs> I just think of like a really obnoxious bird being like, squonk! <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Squonk. Yeah, when I, I don't know, I, I just, I always think of like um, just skunk ape, which is mm. another name for Bigfoot. I just, I love Bigfoot so much. He's creepy. He's so scary. Bigfoot? But I love him. Yeah. <laughs> I like a man who scares me. <laughs> and is big and hairy. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I don't think I can. <laughs> I also think, like, yetis. Yeah. Because, um, like, I looked into the Diet Love Pass yes. for the longest time. And, oh my like, gosh. I can't, I, I cannot wrap my head around there being any other explanation. Reason. Yeah. They say like, it was an avalanche, and I'm like, mm. 
But their bodies ripped apart. You sure about that? There were <laughs> governments in the area that put out PSAs on what to do if you encounter a Yeti. Like, the government's not going to say <laughs> oh, yeah. say that if they don't think Honestly, that as soon as you said Yetis, I thought of this, the Jell of Pass, and I was like, hype yourself. Put that on the list of episodes. Yes, that would be so much fun to do. Oh, yeah, because it's been, like, a couple podcasts have talked about it, but each one of them had such different information. Yeah. I think there's so much you could pull for that. There mm-hmm. is. Yeti is a different species of Bigfoot, too, though. It is. Yeah. Well, it isn't it the same thing species. with skunk ape? Well, it's like a brown no. bear and a polar bear. It's like they're yeah. bears. Yeah. They're different. <laughs> bears. Well, because when I was looking at the different, like, I was like, cryptids for every U.S. state so I could, like, make a list. Yeah. And a lot of them looked like Bigfoot or Yeti. Mm-hmm. So skunk, like, skunk ape... was one. There was a couple others as well. I always assumed and always heard that skunk ape was just another word for Bigfoot. It's, yeah. it's, it's a way to describe him because he smells really bad. Mm. But it's like, like it's all actually Bigfoot, but every location that has Bigfoot has their different lore about it and like calls it something different. What if we discover Bigfoot and then we convince him to come into the groomers? <laughs> Let's do a Bigfoot. I'm serious. We'd take on that challenge with me. That sounds like no. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I can't even be around a really smelly dog. I think I would pass out from the smell of Bigfoot. That's true. I can't imagine. It'd be like the worst skunk dog ever no. coming in and trying to get that smell out. I can't stand the smell of a skunk just driving yeah. past it. It takes multiple grooms to get the skunk like the skunk smell out anyway, so it's like <laughs> I'm gonna have to pass. I know. I would do it. <laughs> Let's go. But you just really love Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> so I already forgot. Laurel. Laurel. Indiana, right? Laurel, Indiana, yes. Yes. Uh, So, little backstory. I'm from Batesville, Indiana, Mm -hmm. which is about probably 20 minutes from Mm -hmm. Laurel, 20, 30 minutes from Laurel. I don't know. Mm. Um, And this happened in 2011, so I was, like, senior year. This was September of 2011, so that would have been the beginning of my senior year of high school. So I remember, like, this being on the TV and everything, and, like, nothing like this really happens where I'm from. So, like, there's not... I mean, like, there's, you know, like, people get into fights. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like this has happened in a small town before. (laughs) Um, So, on... September 25th of 2011, like I said in the beginning, mm-hmm. um, a small child was found wandering down the road. It was near a cemetery on Stipsville Road in Laurel, Indiana. Uh, when police arrived, uh, the four-year-old girl told the police that her family was dead and said, Mommy is shot, Grandpa, and Grandma. Mm. Uh, later that day, police arrive at the home of Roy Napier, <laughs> which is a trailer located on Stipsville Road, uh, to find a very shocking scene. Uh, The police decided to wait for the detectives to arrive uh, because it was clearly a murder. Uh, And so they decided to check the perimeter, check the area around the property. Mm -hmm. Um, While they were setting up the perimeter, behind the building on the property, a man was hiding. And when the police noticed him, he ran off into the thick brushed woods surrounding the trailer. Um, A truck was parked outside of the home um, because obviously they ran yeah. Right. Like the registration on all the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was registered to a Dustin Lane. Uh, and police thought that this was the man potentially who ran into the woods. Mm. Um, so they set up their perimeter because they didn't know if maybe he'd return or start shooting from the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, anything was possible at this point because they didn't know the extent of the crimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't know who they were dealing with or what they were dealing with. 
So when the detectives got there, they entered the home and immediately noted that there was blood everywhere. It was chaos. Uh, there were two adult male victims and two adult female victims. Oh my God. Uh, later identified as 50-year-old Roy Napier, who was the owner of the trailer. Uh, his estranged wife, 47-year-old Angie Napier. And uh, there are two, two of their three adult children... Uh, 23-year-old Melissa Napier and 18-year-old Jacob Napier. Oh, my God. Yeah, so right off the bat, four people murdered. Which, like, being such a small town, I feel like that's, yeah, that's heinous. A, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even... Like, we really don't even have, like, murders or anything like that that I know of. Like, yeah. nothing... Like, one is a lot, but then you add four and it's, like... Yeah. It's so much. So, I feel like, if anybody is, like, killed or whatever, it's, like... Like, a spouse spouses fighting or something yeah, you know what I yeah. mean like there's like a very clear motive they know who did it but like yeah. to show up to a scene and have four people dead and you have no idea right right um so just a little backstory uh Roy and Angie met as children they grew up in Laurel okay um and Laurel's super tiny like 780 people or something oh, like dang. that it's very yeah. very tiny um so everybody in Laurel knows everybody uh their eldest surviving son Joshua um, he recalled he had a really good childhood. Um, his parents took great care of him. They did struggle with money, but again, you don't need money to be good to your kids. Yeah, right, right. Um, so because of their struggle with money, that is what led them to move into the trailer that was parked on Roy's mother's land. Mm -hmm. Um, and not long after they moved in, their daughter, Melissa, gave birth to a little baby girl, Ashley, and she was the one who was found walking down the road at the beginning of the story. That's so sad. Um, at some point after moving there, Roy sustained a back injury, and it resulted in him not being able to work, and he started taking heavy painkillers. Mm. Uh, his addiction to these painkillers started causing problems with his wife, Angie, so eventually they split. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't seem like it was like a terrible split because Angie was at the home regularly uh, to help care for their granddaughter. Okay. So, I mean, it... It seemed like, for the most part, like it was a, like they were fine was, family. Yeah, like, yeah. Didn't yeah. seem like there was much problems. Right. Um, as investigators continued to search the scene, because uh, now they've entered the trailer and are really looking at what's going on inside, mm. uh, they noted that each of the four family members had been shot and beaten. Oh my god. Um, the scene was chaotic. There was pill bottles strewn about. Um, they did find shell casings from a thirty-eight. I don't know what that means. I don't know what kind of a gun that is. I don't know if that's impressive or not. I don't know. Uh, and bloody shoe prints from DC tennis shoes, which again, everybody wore those. Yeah. At that time. DC's, Etnies, whatever. The skater right. shoes. Osiris's. Osiris's, yes. Yeah. That was the thing. Yeah. So, I don't even, I don't even know if I know anybody that has a pair of DC's now. I, uh, people who I are still stuck in high school still, wear them Is now. it still a brand? It's still a brand. They still sell oh, shoes. Is now. it? Mm-hmm pretty sure they do <laughs> i feel like i haven't been into a journeys to buy tennis shoes since like i always Vietnam. go into journeys because i always <laughs> have converse <laughs> yeah. i just order everything online uh, that's Shoot. true i like don't go into the store like i know exactly what kind of shoes i want and that's what i order i get the vans women's authentic in women's black authentic. with black soles <laughs> <laughs> well converse converse now you can get on their uh website and like customize the converse you can do that with you vans want. too really? yeah Ugh. so i have no reason to go in I no. <laughs> you can do everything it, did online. you see is it still yes, yes. okay still sell. they okay, sell them so. at shoe carnival not mm -hmm. sponsored 
Not sponsored. <laughs> that sounds like somewhere you'd get DC Tochi. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also, uh, as they were looking around, they noticed that there were no cell phones belonging to any of the victims in the trailer. Um, it definitely looked like a robbery. Like, they there were no personal effects yeah. with yeah. them. They, um, you know, pockets were turned inside out, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also a blood trail leading away from the trailer. So, obviously, they're going to follow that. Right. Um, And it led them towards the home of 43-year-old Henry Smith, who was their neighbor and a good friend of the neighbors. Mm -hmm. Um, Smith was found lying dead outside of his home from a gunshot wound, and he appeared to also have been badly beaten. Oh, my God. So, Henry was the fifth victim, so that's why they call it the Laurel Five. Yeah. Um, The documentary, which is where I got some of the information from, called it the Stips Hill Massacre. But I feel like locally, I've really only heard it called the Laurel Five. Yeah. Uh, But Henry was the fifth victim. Uh, Despite items missing from the trailer, Smith's death threw a loop in the investigation because he himself had not been robbed. His home had not been, like, nobody had entered his home. It didn't look like anything was taken. Mm. Um, None of the things stolen from the trailer were found on Smith's body or anywhere near him. So... Uh, it was unlikely that he was, yeah. you know, the shooter or the robber or anything like that. Right. Okay. Uh, so there's no way that he could have killed everybody and then killed himself? Yeah, basically. Because there was no gun. Like, if he killed oh, himself, that makes there, there would have yeah. been a gun yeah. laying right next to him. That's so, true. Uh, but there was nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I shouldn't say there was nothing. There was one thing. There was a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was completely dead, so they couldn't look through it to see who it belonged to. They didn't know if it was Henry's or what. Right. Um, so they took that in evidence, and uh, we're going to look into that. Okay. Uh, so as we stand, we've got five victims, um, missing items, no suspect, um, and just kind of a horrific scene. Okay. Uh, by the time the police discovered Henry... Word had already started traveling around the neighboring towns about the murders. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, to everyone's surprise, their initial and only suspect, Dustin Lane, who was the man that ran into the woods, showed up uh, to the police barricade on Stips Hill Road. And he explained that he had done work for Napier and was coming to collect his payment. But the police arrived um, shortly after he did. Mm -hmm. Uh, he He said he hadn't gotten into the trailer or anything like that yet. Um, But he ran because he'd been in legal trouble. And he didn't want to get involved in whatever Roy was involved in or, like, why ever the police were there. Did he yeah. have any blood on him or anything like that running away? Um, no. No. Not that they noticed, at okay. least. Like, there was nothing... Crazy. Um, the only incriminating thing that they had, really, was that he was there. Yeah. And then he ran. Right. Essentially. Uh, but once he got back to town, he heard about the murders. So he wanted to come back and talk to the police to clear his name because he realized it was a lot more serious than you know, right. your everyday police matter. Right. So, um, they didn't completely take him off their list, but they did let him go because it didn't really, he didn't seem like a likely suspect. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was nothing at this time, like, connecting him, uh, and he came to them on his own accord. Mm. So, now they don't have, really, a person of interest, but later in the investigation, the detectives discovered some documents in the trailer, mm-hmm. and it was paperwork for a restraining order uh, from Roy and Angie against their eldest son, 26-year-old Joshua. Mm. And Joshua was the only surviving adult member of the Napier family, and he wasn't at the home when the police arrived. He was not there. Okay. Um, 
So obviously the next step would be to interview not only Josh, uh, but other members of the family because they wanted to see what they could find out about uh, Josh's relationship with his parents, mm-hmm. why they were putting a restraining order on him, right. and like why wasn't he there? Yeah. Why is he the only person in this immediate family that survived? Right. <clears throat> I guess aside from Ashley, the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, police talked to Roy's mother, Shirley, who was the one that owned the property, and she told him that um, Henry Smith was a neighbor and friend, uh, and he visited them daily, so she wasn't surprised that he was there that day. So that kind of gives him a reason for being there and being involved, Mm -hmm. um, is that it was normal for him to be there. Mm. So that also kind of cleared Henry's name officially. Yeah. Um, They also explained that Roy and Josh's relationship was really strained. Uh, He had lived with the family up until just a week prior to the murders, but got into an argument with Roy. uh, Because ever since he became disabled, Josh wanted to be in control of things. He didn't like, uh, you know, that... Roy was addicted to the pills. He was starting to sell the pills. Right. Um, and that was that was a lot of animosity between them. Mm. So Roy had kicked Josh out, and he went to stay with his girlfriend who lived nearby. So police now understand why there's a restraining order, um, and it gives Josh a pretty good motive for potentially murdering his family. Right. You know, like, was this a crime of passion, family dispute gone wrong? Yeah. Um, because, you know, he could have been pretty mad that he got kicked out. Right. Um, police had been asking some of the family members of the Napier that had heard the news and arrived at the home uh, if they could help them locate Josh. Mm-hmm. But before they even had a chance to look, Josh arrived at the scene. He was frantic um, after hearing the news of his family getting murdered. The police noted that he was very visually upset when they confirmed that it was his four family members. Uh, so he, he looked like somebody who had just found out his family died. But could you imagine, like, finding out of the news? Yeah. Right. Like, did they well, not think to call The them? news <laughs> didn't release the names, oh. but I guess, you know, they said four people, like, and a neighbor on Steps Hill Road, so a lot of people kind of deduced. Yeah. yeah and, like, not being able to get a hold of certain family members. Yeah. So the media hadn't released okay. the names. Because okay. uh, I watched a couple of, like, the um, press releases and stuff. Yeah. And, like, the, the news was, like... Uh, the police are not saying who the victims are, and then they were interviewing, um, like, Henry's aunt and uncle or some family member, yeah. and they were like, or, yeah, I think it was his aunt and uncle, because they were like, Henry was just such a good friend, da 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 and, like, they said their names yeah. right. in the news thing, but the police had not officially released yeah. it, so such a small town, people just kind of knew. Right. Yeah. Um, and, like, if somebody tells me that four people on the same road that my family was murdered... And I know that there's four people in my family. Right. And that a neighbor's visiting, like, almost every day or every day. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I guess. Like, it was just too many coincidences. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, police are going to start questioning him because he's now the person of interest. Right. right. Uh, he told police that his relationship with his family was strained at the time, but he had no idea about the restraining order. He did not know that Roy and Angie were planning to put that uh, in effect. Mm. They were separated. Um, and he said that Angie and Roy's relationship was a little bit rocky because Angie was actually living with a man in Greensburg named Jim Belsom. Mm-hmm. And Jim didn't like that Angie visited the home all the time. So uh, one of the vehicles on the property was actually registered to Jim Belsom. They noted while they were talking to Josh that he was wearing a pair of DC tennis shoes. Mm. Again, everybody has so those. is right. everybody <laughs> under right. the age of 30 in 2011 right. yeah um but they noted that he was wearing a pair of the same tennis shoes so they took his shoes 
<laughs> so they could cross-reference because they would what? be able to tell oh if there God. was blood on them. So they took his shoes. <laughs> so they took his shoes. Yeah. So they took his shoes into evidence so they could, like, cross-reference it, test it for blood. Right. Whatever. Um, they also interviewed Melissa's daughter, Ashley, mm-hmm. which... <laughs> She's, like, four. She's right. a toddler. She might right. even have been younger than that. I yeah. couldn't... I found, like, some sites said two, some said four. So, mm-hmm. like, either way, she was very young. Right. Um, and she told police Jim did it. What? Which is the name of Angie's boyfriend. Right. Yeah. I I have a four-year-old. <laughs> and I work with four-year-olds. You know, um, <laughs> I don't think that I would take her testimony to court. No. <laughs> so, no. um, but... You know, again, they're they're looking into it. And the only thing implicating Jim at this point is Ashley. So they're like, we'll just go talk to him, but, you know. Um, so the next day, they visit the home of Jim Belsom to ask him about his relationship with Angie. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he arrived, he told the police he heard about the murders, uh, but was absolutely devastated to learn that Angie had been among the five individuals killed. Uh, police noted in their report that his reaction seemed appropriate for someone learning of a loved one's untimely death. According to Jim, he didn't approve of Angie visiting the home daily because he knew that Roy had been selling his pills and thought that it was dangerous with all the random people coming in and out to buy the pills. Mm. But Angie insisted because she wanted to be involved with her granddaughter's life and help her daughter raise her daughter. Right. Mm. Uh, so he would re- he reluctantly allowed her to go, and she would often borrow his vehicle to get there. So that is why his car was there, mm. because Angie had driven it there. Because oh, okay. she lived in Greensburg with him, which is roughly 40 minutes away. Right. I don't you know, know like if I love the use of the language of allowing somebody to yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. Like, you're not my parent. I think, though, I'm like, not. in that situation, it's, like, it's his car. So it's, yeah. like, he's allowing her to take his car uh, more that makes, so than, that like... That makes more sense. Like, she's going to get there if she wants to get there. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah. if you don't... Like, if I didn't want Taylor going somewhere mm-hmm. and he had to use my car... I and I didn't want him to go. I feel like I'd be like, nah, you're not taking my car. Over yeah, there. Like, yeah. But if he was like, if you're gonna go, like, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how that. I guess I need more like direct information right. on. Right. Was he like was that his words her? or was that someone else's? Yeah. Words? Was yeah. that just in the police report? Yeah. Or, right. You know, I don't know. So maybe, I'm not gonna put maybe, those words in Maybe Jen's we're mouth. just suspicious of uh, <laughs> well male lovers. I feel I mean, like. With how the information's coming out, mm. it's like Dustin was a really good suspect, and then suddenly he wasn't. Right. And then it's like, but now they've got Josh, and there's some really incriminating evidence for Josh. Right. Yeah. And then they've got Jim, and there's incriminating evidence against Jim. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at this point, it could be either of them. Right. Like, I couldn't tell you with what the police. Yeah. With what, you know, you well, find we know so far. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm like, I could make a case for both of them. Right. Uh, they lived in Greensburg, which I said was approximately 40 minutes away from where Roy lived. Um, and the police also noted in their report that Jim's demeanor was very respectful. Um, he did have an alibi that checked out. Um, he was with a bunch of friends, and he had a bunch of people that could... There was, like, a barbecue and whatever. Mm. Uh, so he did have an alibi that checked out, and he was very cooperative with the police. Mm. So he remained a potential suspect, but detectives were not really thinking him to be super likely at the time, but again, kept him on the list. Mm. Um, so, that next day, while they're interviewing Jim, the phone that had been found with Henry Smith's body was able to be turned on. It appeared to have been wiped of everything except phone numbers, so the only thing on it were numbers. What? Um, and they determined that it belonged to Angie. Apparently, Roy didn't have a cell phone, and I don't think Jacob had a cell phone. 
but there was a number for Melissa's phone. So, which was not found in the home. It was not around the home. It was completely missing. So they started looking into that to see if they were able to track her phone to see if it was used after the time of the murders um, or anything like that. Uh, They also, at that time, had discovered that there were no traces of blood or anything on Josh's shoes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that means that those shoes were not at the murder. Those are not the DCs. (laughs) Now there are 779 other pairs of DCs right. oh in that town to check. But so um, when you say it was wiped of everything except for the numbers, do you mean like it was like still Bob Jones, 937, blah, 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 like blah, Like it said Melissa with so the it phone had, like, their names So it had, it had like the contacts, okay. yeah. but there wasn't anything else. But I'm thinking right. like in 2011, if they're a poorer family, you know, maybe they just had a flip phone. Okay. And right. like how yeah. much information are you really right. going to have in there? right. Like, exactly. I don't know if all the messages were deleted, or maybe there weren't any, like, maybe they didn't text. You right. Know? Yeah. Well, being poor and stuff, too, they could have minutes and stuff, yeah. so they're probably only calling. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. And, like, you don't know how long Melissa had that phone, or Angie had that phone. Right. Um, but, like, they were able to get a number out of it that they knew was Melissa's. Yeah. So, um, so their visit with Jim proved to not provide too much information that they didn't really already know. Mm-hmm. So they brought Josh back in to talk to him more about Roy's pills, because that seemed to be kind of a reoccurring theme. Josh didn't like that he was selling his pills. Jim didn't like that he was selling his pills. Mm. So they needed to get some more information about that. Um, Josh told them that Roy selling his pills was one of the things that they often fought about. Um, and there was one person Josh could think of that he thought might have done this, uh, but he didn't know his name. But mm. he could, however, tell the police where he lived, because he had driven Roy and Angie there before, to sell the Oxycontin. Um, He also knew that the suspect's mother went by the name Blondie. Um, And actually, while he was telling the police this, one of the police officers uh, recognized the name Blondie and knew that her real name was Berlina Richardson Mm -hmm. and her son's name was David Eisen. And he knew this because they they were involved in some trouble um, previously, so he was familiar with them. Okay. Mm -hmm. David was dealing with some legal trouble from earlier in that year because he robbed a pharmacy in Osgood. What? Um, on May 9th. Hmm. Uh, he, I don't know if this was like including the murders or whatnot, but apparently on his record he had about 15 other felonies. Oh, okay. dang. So like he was a career criminal. Like the, yeah. the police knew right. of this guy. Um, so they were able to find that Melissa's phone had pinged at around 6 p.m. the day of the murders which was more than five hours after the murders had taken place, Mm. and it was only one mile from Ison's home. Mm. So three days after the murder, the police began surveilling Ison, and they were planning an approach, um, but they know him to be violent. So Mm. they were trying to be really careful with that. Um, Then um, around 6 p.m. that day, Ison and another individual left the home and drove away. Uh, the vehicle that they were driving was pulled over for running a stop sign in Andersonville, Indiana, mm-hmm. which is another kind of local town. It's still in Franklin County, which is where all this took place. Okay. Um, inside the car are David Eisen and Amanda Napier, not related to the victims. What? That's Whoa. weird. She's she claims she's not related to the victims. Um, the other thing that I think is weird is, so, Ison's mom's last name is Richardson. Yeah. And Angie Napier's sister's last name was Richardson. What? So, uh. it's like, I mean, we're talking small town. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, That's there's not that many last names and everything, but it's yeah. just, it's weird how everything is, like, 
she's a Napier, but she's not that Napier. Yeah. And she's a Richardson, but she's not that Richardson. Um, but yeah, so Amanda is not related. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, Eisen gave the police a fake name when he was pulled over of Tim Eisen. Um, and the police in the report noted that he was wearing a wig and a very obviously fake mustache. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. It gets better because he told the police that he was wearing the disguise because he heard that there was a murderer on the loose. Oh, of course. That was... So that's going to help him not get murdered with the disguise? <laughs> Apparently. Because murderers and are like, oh, can't do that. I did see in one of the reports that I read that it apparently was, like, a similar or the same disguise he had used when he had done a series of, like... Because no. before this, they had robbed multiple oh pharmacies. God. They even robbed a bank. Oh, my God. Um, and apparently he used, like, a similar disguise or something. <laughs> I have secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, the police also actually, I believe at that time, were able to arrest him um, and take him into custody for the pharmacy. Okay. So they had him in custody. It wasn't for the murders, but yeah. they had him in custody yeah. because yeah. of the the robberies uh, previously. Uh, they did obtain a search warrant for Ison's home, and they found some pretty damning evidence. Hmm. Uh, they found Melissa Napier's cell phone, a wet pair of D.C. tennis shoes that matched <laughs> the prints found at the scene, a blood-stained T-shirt, a stolen thirty-eight, and they also found an assault rifle. That's Oof. our guy. We got him. Yeah. I don't know any <laughs> Shortest information that's more. Shortest episode ever. Shortest episode ever. We're done. <laughs> done. Uh, so, Amanda Napier, that was... Um, the no relation. No relation, yeah. but was with Ison. Right. Mm-hmm. She claimed that on the 25th, she went with Ison to the Napier's home that day. I feel like this part... This... The motive is going to frustrate the heck out of you guys. Um, so, they went that day for a drug deal. Uh, but she stayed in the car because Angie thought she was a snitch and did not allow her in the home. So well, whenever, she is. She's giving us all this information. Yeah. Yeah. She's tooting the horn. Um, so whenever she went there, she never went in. Mm. Uh, she said when they pulled up, they heard a gunshot, but Ison went in anyway. Uh, once he went in, she heard five or six more shots, and then a man walked out of the trailer and passed the car. She said he waved and tipped his hat, but then took off running because Ison ran out of the trailer and chased him. And they went, like, behind a building, so she but couldn't see him anymore. Why wouldn't he kill Ison? So, Ison chased him behind a building out of her sight, and when Ison returned, he told her that the man had tried to swing on him and called him a punk. <laughs> when she asked him about the gunshots, Ison replied, what gunshots? Okay, this coming from the man who's wearing a fake mustache yeah. and a very obvious wig. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is she, like, in her, like, 70s? Calling people punk? I don't know. Like, like... <laughs> Get off my lawn. You're punk. a punk. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> to like chase you and beat you down. Yeah. Um, Amanda told police also that Ison was really mad leaving there because Roy had told him that he would have 50 pills for him and he really only had 30 when they showed up. Mm. Uh, but Roy promised to get Ison the remaining 20 pills later that week. Uh, when they got home, she said he took a shower and by that time the news of the murders were on TV. She said she asked him if he killed them, and he denied it. Uh, His mother also asked him later that day, and he again denied it. The next day, September 26th, uh, the day after the murders, Ison Mm. told Amanda that Jacob had a shotgun and was trying to rob him, and it was self-defense. She told police that she knew Ison had a bunch of guns because he had to protect himself in his drug-dealing business, uh, and he had even pistol-whipped her with one of the guns before. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Amanda's 
ex-husband actually talked to police as well and said that um, she didn't initially come to the police about the murders because Eisen had threatened to kill her and her kids mm. if she talked about the events and that she was scared of him. This is not making him look good. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, after all of this information came about, mm-hmm. um, Eisen was charged with the murders um, as well as armed robbery. And they had him on a $5 million bond. Oh, my God. Uh, the legal proceedings started around February of 2012, so that following February. Uh, and the prosecutor announced that they would not be seeking the death penalty for him. Uh, and then on February 11th of 2012, I wrote 2021, but it's definitely 2012. <laughs> uh, he pled guilty to the murders um, in the Franklin County, Indiana court. His trial was set for March 12th of 2012. And because he pled guilty, he was not supposed to have the ability to appeal the ruling. Mm. Uh, He was facing a sentence, five sentences of life without parole. Right. Uh, During the trial, he told his recollection of the events. He said he had been addicted to Oxycontin, and he normally would steal it, i.e. robbing the pharmacies. Yeah. Uh, But occasionally he would purchase it from Roy. Uh, on September 25th, when he went to Roy Napier's home to purchase the pills, he was enraged to find out that Roy raised the price $2 per pill, and he refused to pay that much, but Roy wouldn't come down on the price. Mm. Because of this, Eisen decided that they needed to die. Uh, he claims Melissa ran at him also. Can you can you imagine if one of our customers was like, you raised the price, time to die. Like, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Suck. Let's not put that into the universe. No. no, like no, I, no the, just the gap crazy. in his thought process there was like, you raise my price, mm-hmm. you must <laughs> die. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would have just been quickly. like, fine, I'm leaving. Like you're not getting my money. Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna kill but you. I guess you're also reasonably a person. Yeah, if you're that addicted to it, yeah. Then, yeah. Right. I mean, it's. I don't think it's acceptable, but I can understand. That I don't think it's acceptable, but yes. But I let's think that I, I can understand that a few. I don't like to use the term a few screws are loose, but like. Well, and, like, I guess, like, people with addiction, like, when There's they're no withdrawing and stuff, they're, like, driven to yeah. a really crazy... Yeah. Not that it's not right, but... No, yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot of people on drugs and withdrawing and stuff, and it's not right. Pretty. They yeah. act crazy. Like, they... You can't understand a word they're saying and everything. Like, it's wild. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I... It's just... It's such a jump. It like, is. it is such a jump. It really oh, is. yeah. So, during the killing, uh, Ashley, the four-year-old daughter, was hiding behind a kitchen cabinet. So she was in the trailer the entire time while this was happening. Uh, Before leaving, and oh my gosh, at the end of this, you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna fight David Eisen. You're gonna wanna. (laughs) I already do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Before leaving, he beat each member of the family (laughs) after he'd already shot them, uh, and he went through their belongings and he took any money, guns, pills, anything like that. Uh, While this was happening, poor Henry had shown up at the home, and he witnessed. I'm not exactly sure what part he witnessed, but he witnessed uh, ice in there and everything that was going on. He chased him down and shot him and beat him. So this would have been the person that Angie claims to have seen running Running past. And like in that narrative, you're you know he didn't wave and nod his hat. No, you know what I mean. Not maybe he did on the way in, uh, but not on the way out. Oh Uh, my god! So that was that was Henry. And Eisen claims he did what he thought he had to do. Wait, so were they dead when he shot them, or were they dying and he was beating them? It didn't say. Your first bet is probably... I mean, if you think, okay, you've got to die, are you going to slowly beat them to death, or are you going to shoot them and then take your but rage out? But why would you 
I mean, I guess if you're, he's, like, taking his rage out on him, that would be the yeah. only thing. Because, like, if they're already dead, why did he beat them? Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But that's can sad. he beat four? Because, I mean, the son was 18, right? The son was 18. The, was the daughter was 23. Right, so that's four adults. Yeah. Like, how are you going to beat four adults at once? That's insane. And imagine being that four-year-old or two-year-old, whatever. Um, Actually, right? Actually, yeah. Just, yeah. like, witnessing all yeah, of this. Yeah. Like, that's so traumatic. Like, my little sister found our grandpa when he passed from... I think he overdosed also, unfortunately. But um, she she was the only other person... Which is, like, horrific, but it's yeah. not, like, a bloody, nasty, yeah. scary no, scene. So, but that know? was traumatic for her. Can you yeah, imagine, right. like, yeah. how this would be? Like, right. and I Felicia was see, young. I didn't see anything about... I couldn't find anything about, like, where she is now or, like, yeah. how she's doing oh, now. Okay. Um, but, like... No, I could. And so like, she'd still be a minor, right? She, she, she was, was four, four, and this was in 2011, so it was 12 years ago. So she'd probably 16. be around 16, 17. So it's yeah, still okay. you wouldn't maybe. Really, yeah. she could be younger if she was right. too. I don't know. Yeah, that's like, right. like I just think like my daughter's four. Yeah. And like I, I just I couldn't imagine. Right. Because she's, she's witty and stuff. Like she's, old enough to realize like she would realize what was happening. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, she may not understand it. But that's terrifying. But she was clever to stay hidden. Yeah. Like. Yeah. That's true. And Eisen didn't say anything about her, like, Mm. sparing her or otherwise. Like, I don't know if he noticed her or not. Right. Um, When you're in a rage and you see red, like, you probably don't notice things around you, honestly. Probably not. Probably not. Uh, But on March 14th of 2012, he was sentenced to life without parole for the murders of Roy Napier, Angie Napier... Melissa Napier, Jacob Napier, and Henry Smith. Melissa's daughter, Ashley, is now going to have to grow up without her mother, her grandmother, her grandfather, and her Her uncle. uncle. Afterwards, um, he did still try to appeal, uh, stating that he had inadequate legal counsel. I think he he tried to appeal twice. um, Once in 2017 and one in 2019. Mm. Um, And at one point... I couldn't really make sense of it, because they were talking about, like, at one point he said he was on drugs, Mm. and then another point he said he wasn't, and he was trying to claim, like, that he was, like, mentally, like, Mm. mentally unstable, yeah, but, like, all of his, his attempts at appeals got denied. Yeah, Um, rightfully so. And one of the things that just really set me off... As he was leaving the courtroom from the initial trial, mm-hmm. uh, he uttered a slur to the Napier's family, and he told them that he'd done the little girl a favor by killing her family. You know, you can claim all of these things and do all these appeals yeah, and everything gonna, like that, but if you can walk out of the courtroom and say something, like, yeah, that outrageous... Mind. Yeah. Sound, oh, my God. Yeah. Gross. So, and, well, and just the, like... It was very inconsistent because at one point he was like, "Oh yeah, I was on drugs," and then yeah, he was like, "Oh, yeah. I wasn't. I was mentally unstable." Right, it's like right. just trying to figure out what's gonna get yeah. him, you know, get him out of there. Um, and I also did look up. I couldn't see exactly what Amanda Napier was charged with, um, but I do believe she got charges related to this oh. um, because you know she was involved in everything. She was like, I don't think right, she yeah. got like a murder charge. She was there, but she was there. That's insane. Does has he? Did, did he die? Like, did he get put to death? Or is uh, he still up for that? No. No, he didn't get the death, death. penalty. They didn't oh, put him up for the death penalty. Oh, I but he got, like, five life sentences. Yeah. Mm, like, over 100 years. Without parole. So he's not... Yeah. He's gonna die in prison. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. 
Um, and, like, he's tried to appeal it, but I don't think... Listen, let natural selection in the prison just, like, take place. Let's just oh, let it happen. right. Let's Jeffrey Dahmer it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and just, like, how quickly he snapped yeah. over something. It's, like, people like that, if they can snap that quickly over a minor inconvenience, right. like, they'll snap at anything yeah. Yeah. over a minor inconvenience. Like, yeah. And he already had a record of robbing, like, multiple places. That's like, true, Tons yeah. of armed robbery. But when I, when I read the part about what he said, like, leaving the courtroom... I'm like, that is a monster. Yep. Like, that is a monster. Because there's been other cases where, like, people will leave the courtroom and they'll take a dig at the family. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. It's just like, like you just... Why. If I was a judge <laughs> and I heard that, I'd be like, I oh, made the right decision in. to right. send him to, like... Right, exactly. <laughs> there, there bring are, him back in, we'll tar and feather him. Mm. Yeah, there are a lot of judges also, like, with the Ted Bundy case, like, where they were... He was just like, you seem like a strapping young man with your life ahead of you. Like, you you shouldn't be in here. And, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here like, brother, mm. brethren, <laughs> like, do you not do you know? know like, did? Yeah. Mm. The extent of... Listen. Was that the end of your story before I interrupt you? Pretty much, yeah. People... There are going to be people who disagree with me. And that's okay. That's fine. But I think out of... I, and I hate saying this, but the famous, like... Serial killers. I about said suicide squads <laughs> for some reason. The famous serial killers. To me, Ted Bundy's the worst, in mm. my opinion. Some of the most horrific stuff that I've heard has come from the Ted Bundy trials and the passionate killings. So, once again, um, the computer decided to stop working. We're still um, figuring out our audio. I am. We're so sorry. Yeah, we'll get that sorted in the end. Yes. So we're just gonna finish up on GarageBand like we did last week. Ryan wanted to clear up uh, something for us. Yeah, I was doing a little bit more googling after the fact because I didn't look into Melissa's daughter that much. So I was kind of just wanting to see if they had said anything about how she was doing. And it looks like I may have gotten her name wrong. So I don't know if her name was Ashley or not. I'm questioning it now. So, if you're listening to this and your name is not Ashley, I apologize. Uh, but because you were a child, I don't know if maybe your name was changed to or protector. yeah, because they didn't really say like not a lot of sources said the daughter's name. So, yeah. for this podcast, we're going to call that child Ashley. But I mean, technically, they're still may not be Ashley. They yeah, they they're still underage, so that's so. probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, so just so you know, their daughter may not have been actually... Ashley. Ashley. And I just wanted to clear that up before we ended the podcast, uh, so that we didn't have anybody, like... Well, actually. Yeah. Um, upset or anything, so... <laughs> yes. We appreciate you guys listening. And sticking around through all of the technical difficulties. Yes. We will get it right eventually. Yeah, we're still figuring it out. These are some fancy microphones. Yes. We are not fancy people. No, the, the fancy microphones are much fancier than the uh, Apple computer, that, yes. the Mac that we use. Yes, it cannot handle it apparently. So, it's okay. We'll get there in the end. We will. <laughs> and thank you guys for letting me come Yes, on thank you for 
I writing this every episode. week. So I know, so I, and you get so excited every time you're like a new episode, and I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forget like the episodes come out, but you're like, on I'm pretty top sure of it. you're also our first and only review on the. Oh yeah, Apple, true. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for like for reviewing and liking the podcast. Yes. And we love our friends who do. Yes. Maybe if you like and review it, you can be on the podcast. <laughs> we don't love you if you don't. <laughs> you don't like yeah. and review and follow yeah. the yeah. podcast, you're dead to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm not part of the podcast, but I'm their posse, I'll rough you up. Yes. You too can be a friend of the pod. Yes. <laughs> or a foe of Ryan's. Yes. <laughs> have a good night, good rest of your day, wherever yeah, you're going. have fun. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Ghost Tea Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ghost tea podcast or on instagram at ghost tea underscore podcast that's g-h-o-s-t-e-a underscore podcast you can also find us on youtube by searching ghost tea podcast if you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or just want to say hi you can email us at ghost tea podcast at outlook.com